From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. Ten months ago, President Donald Trump announced the negotiation of a NAFTA replacement deal. I have long contended that NAFTA was perhaps the worst trade deal ever made. Since NAFTA's adoption, the United States racked up trade deficits totaling more than $2 trillion. And it's a much higher number than that. Last week, Mexico was the first country to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Canada is expected to follow suit soon. In the U.S., however, not all American lawmakers are convinced the USMCA would be a better deal than NAFTA. Democrats have threatened to block it, and a few key Republicans are withholding support unless the administration makes some concessions on tariffs. And they're not the only critics. A group of University of Georgia professors estimates that this state would lose nearly $900 million dollars if adopted. Jeffrey Dorman co-authored that report and joins me on the line from WUGA in Athens. Hello, Jeffrey. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Well, good morning. The president is pushing hard for the USMCA to be approved before Congress August break. Looking at the policy broadly, who is supposed to benefit? Um, Winners from the new USMCA would include both producers in the United States who will find it somewhat easier to sell their items in Mexico and consumers in the United States who may face slightly lower prices on an array of goods that we buy that come in from Mexico. So which sectors of the economy would be most affected? I mean, there's a lot of, there there aren't huge effects from this new deal because it's not that different from NAFTA, the deal we already have with Canada and Mexico. There'll be some gains, probably most noticeably in the auto industry, so we might see prices of cars come down a little bit. Um, But I think most people will never be able to tell the difference from before and after the new agreement. Where you and your co-authors do find real differences is substantial risk for fruit and vegetable growers. How so? so? Mexico has for a number of years been subsidizing their vegetable uh, and blueberry growers by providing them money to build greenhouses and tunnels to protect their crops so they have a longer growing season and can produce crops more easily and cheaply no matter what the weather is. That has been displacing a lot of produce grown in Georgia where it might cost us $14 to grow a box of squash. We could sell it for $16 a box and make a little money and then suddenly Mexican imports come in and are selling for $6 a box. So, and of course, our, keep going. Yeah, we, we just can't compete with those prices because their labor is much cheaper and they're not having to pay for their own greenhouses and tunnels. Blueberries, of course, a huge crop here in Georgia. Which other fruits and vegetables would be affected? So we're very worried about uh, blueberries, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, uh, eggplants, squash, even broccoli and, and other things. Mexico is expanding into more and more of the vegetables that we grow in Georgia every year. So that's been happening for a couple of years now. How do, does it already affect Georgia's agricultural industry? It does. The The features of the new USMCA that the produce farmers in Georgia do not like are basically the same as what's already in NAFTA. So they're getting hurt now, and they will continue to be hurt under the new agreement. It isn't that the new agreement is worse for them. It's just that it's not going to make anything any better. So what kind of economic damage might this agreement create for Georgia growers? So on a, on a state scale, uh, $900 million of our sort of catastrophic scenario is not that much. And we're talking about eight or 9,000 jobs, which 
the state of Georgia has about four and a half million jobs, so those numbers seem small. But in rural counties that happen to be particularly heavy in vegetable production, um, we have a couple of counties in Georgia where this blow will be extremely heavy and will really hurt a couple of our rural communities. Which Which ones in particular? So Bacon County, Clinch County, and Eccles County are the three that would take the bigger hits because those are counties that have smaller local economies to begin with and a lot of vegetable production. So what does it mean for a county to lose what what percentage do you think of income? Potentially 20 to 40 percent. Um, yeah. That's sort of a you know Great Depression era hit. I mean, that is going to mean closed shops on Main Street and around the square, uh, potentially you know, businesses closing because the the local farmers just don't have the money to spend in the local businesses. Okay, so other counties, you cite Appling, Brooks, Colquitt, Decatur counties, less of a drop here, but you just said $900 million. How did you arrive? What kind of modeling did you do to arrive at that number? Sure, we looked at the trend of production in Georgia and how it's going down and sort of projected, okay, if Mexico can bring things in at $6 that cost us $14 to grow, we're not going to even try and compete. We're just going to have to stop growing those things. And so we factored in the lost production to be expected, what that is worth, and then as those farmers get the money, then they spend it at a local car dealer or a restaurant or a gift shop, and then that gets some worker paid, and they spend money at a local gas station. And that. And so we sort of followed those repeated spending waves through the economy to come up with our numbers. All right. So you and your colleagues do propose that some provisions of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement be renegotiated, renegotiated rather. Which parts? So, no, we did not. We didn't advocate one way or the other. Uh, We did this study at the request of the Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association, and we said, if this is passed as is, Here's what we think could happen. We didn't take a stand on whether the USMCA should be passed or not. Um, but what the growers are looking for is a provision that allows them some sort of remediation in the face of seasonal damage is the sort of term in international trade. So when Mexico suddenly starts bringing in these really cheap imports, they'd like some protection from the government, similar to the way the government gave billions of dollars to soybean farmers last year when mm-hmm. they were hurt by the Trump administration's trade war with China. So you did consult with Georgia growers about the USMCA? Yes. How about Georgia leaders, even past ones, like U.S. Agriculture Secretary and former Governor Georgia Governor Sonny Perdue? What is his stance on this so far? Secretary Perdue is in charge of, if you will, sort of the entire bill's impact on agriculture as a whole. And so the Department of Agriculture and Trump administration's position is that the USMCA would be good for the country as a whole, which I think is true. It would be good for Georgia as a whole, which I think is also true, would be good for Georgia agriculture as a whole. And I think that's probably true because our poultry industry, for example, benefits greatly from trade with Mexico. And our poultry industry is much bigger than our vegetable industry. So is that the purpose of your report, to sort of warn or give some kind of pause or create some precautions for those vegetable and fruit growers? It was simply to quantify for the vegetable and fruit growers that while trade deals produce winners and losers, and the winners generally win more than the losers lose, there are still losers. And in this case, the fruit and vegetable growers are the losers. 
and they, they just want people to hear them. They'd like to be heard. They'd like to perhaps get some adjustment to the deal that would make it a little fairer for them. But, but they understand the big picture and that this trade deal is probably good in its entirety. They're just hoping to get a little improvement in the parts that affect them. Jeffrey Dorfman, thanks so much for speaking with us. Sure. Glad to be with you this morning. You can find a link to his report on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement at gbbnews.org.